0: Hello and welcome
1: to the Rushmore County Show, presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, ninety-eight point five The uh, Bet in Las Vegas, on the Hawaiian Sports Radio Network, ninety-five point one FM and AM seven sixty in Hawaii. I am live from Circus Sports here in uh, Las Vegas, uh, just really having a great time here. They they are doing a, a big event here. For the Circa Million and Circa Survivor contest, 14 million in guaranteed prizes. We'll talk about that as the show continues. We want to bring in Brandon Deutsch, Armani Buckets. Armani Buckets, how are you doing,
2: my friend? I'm doing well. Happy first day of international basketball. FIBA World Cup starting right now as we speak. Unfortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately, the games are at you know awkward times for us on the West Coast, but we woke up today. We've been hearing all about Team Canada, Team Canada, Team Canada. What an introduction for them, huh? They played a good Germany team that was also um, beating, or sorry, they played France today, excuse me. But France was the second um, in in terms of odds going into the tournament. Canada beats them 95 to 65. And remember, this Canada team still doesn't have Jamal Murray and still is missing a couple other Andrew Wiggins. Some NBA, high-level NBA players. So, so far, they're living up to the hype. Team Canada.
3: Oh, Canada. Brandon, what are your thoughts there? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I still think, you know, with the absence of Jamal Murray, they're not going to be able to beat Team USA. But, I mean, Team USA has some flaws. They play a lot of ISO basketball. I mean, Armand and I grew up playing basketball. We see all the ISO uh, basketball at the park now, which is why we don't love to play at the park as much anymore. (laughs) You know, everyone's just give me the ball, let me go to the rim, let me go to the rock. There's no, it's not a team game. And internationally, obviously, it's known as a team game. Everyone, you know, contributes. And that's what got the U.S. into trouble against Germany the other day. That's the only thing that concerns me. It seems like, you know, they figured it out a little bit toward the end of that that uh, Germany game um, last week. But again, they can't just say, oh, here, Anthony Edwards, Reeves, here's the ball at the end of the fourth quarter and expect to win every game. You know, I feel like it needs to be more fluid throughout because, you know, sometimes so, one time Edwards is going to miss that shot that he makes late in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not He's not going to do it every time. That's the thing that concerns me.
1: Yeah. I mean so what what are the game times here you know cuz I think one of the things that was a little upsetting about the FIFA Women's World Cup and I'm such a big world cup fan i mean the start time at least for the pacific time zone here uh you know three o'clock in the morning i mean there's like a sweet spot there 12 a.m like midnight i don't mind staying up until 6 a.m i don't mind waking up early 3 a.m is in that just dead zone there where you're like you that's really tough what are uh just for example team usa what i, I don't know if you have these schedule in front of you I
2: hate to put you on the spot what are some of these game times Team USA plays New Zealand tomorrow morning, early in the morning, 5.40. All right. and they play Greece at 5.40. Their awkward game is against Jordan at one forty. but I'm assuming they did that because, you know, that's not really um, an exciting matchup. Yeah. So I assume that their exciting matchups when they advance will be at that 5.40 a.m. Uh, Pacific standard time zone. Uh, which is which is manageable. I mean, it's it's early, but it's, like you said, Arash, at least it's not in that awkward oh. 3 a.m. window where you're like, okay, if I watch this, my tomorrow is always <laughs> going to be affected. Um, or I guess it would be the same day, but you know what I mean. Exactly. And, and, and the problem is, like, that was all their games. I mean, I think they had... Maybe one,
1: maybe two that weren't. but The majority of their games were on at 3 o'clock in the morning, Pacific time zone. Um, listen, guys, as you know, we, we do focus on Southern California, Las Vegas, Hawaii. We're on the air in all three markets. Uh, really proud of our, our partners there. But uh, Brandon, sometimes there's a story that comes along, and I think about you. And there's a USC tie here. Um, there was a lot of controversy, a lot of talking about who would be the 49ers quarterback. Brock Purdy had really done enough, I think, uh, to kind of at least make himself the Favorite to start. He will probably start the season. The big signing that they made, the acquisition, was Sam Darnold. And I, I've always liked Sam Darnold, perhaps obviously not the superstar we thought he would be when he was at USC. He has now uh become the backup. And this is a story because Trey Lance, uh who I think a lot of us thought could could be something special. and Maybe he still could be, but it may have to be somewhere else. Trey Lance, um, who the 49ers, and correct me if I'm wrong, in terms of the haul that they gave up to, to select him at number three, I think three first-round picks. Now, I don't know what you can get in return. I mean, I, it, it, it's going to be impossible to get a first-round pick for a quarterback who has not proven himself. Uh, but, Brandon, as we get into the final preseason game going into week one, Of the National Football League. Your kind of thoughts there on the 49ers quarterback situation
3: well yeah rosh firstly they have to keep him uh they can't go into the season okay. uh, you know with with allen brandon allen as their third quarterback that guy sucks no offense like i mean he's in the <laughs> nfl he's better than us but like i mean it's the it would be a similar situation putting josh johnson who you know a very nice guy but was 36 years old You put him in that situation against philly he didn't look that good right you, i mean shanahan's magic can only get so far obviously Brock Purdy's done enough to be the, be the starter um, He was excellent in that one drive he had last weekend against the Broncos. Apparently, he's been excellent in practice after throwing a few interceptions early on, getting acclimated to it. Recently, he's been really good. I would have made Trey Lance the QB, two, If you ask me, I, I think, you know, he led the Niners to a comeback last weekend. He played really well after throwing an interception, a really bad interception, by the way, which is, I think, part of the reason why they went to Sam Darnold. Um but Darnold is a safer option. He can run Shanahan's offense a little more crisp, crispier, if that makes sense. Um, but I think Lance is more upside. And I think you need to keep him because Arash last year, every quarterback on that roster that's got true. hurt. you kind of <laughs> yeah. need Trey Lance. Well, and you're never, you're never going to get adequate value in return. You're so, not. You know?
1: it, it's kind of interesting because back in the day, like you would always have – Three quarterbacks. There's a lot of teams in the league that at least begin the season with uh two, and then listen to I me. Mean, if if the worst case scenario happens where you know your your two quarterbacks go down, uh, then they go out and and sign a third. So, but yeah, I mean, listen. I think you want to at least showcase something with. Trey Lance. You want to at least show some value. I mean, trading him now while he is, you know, while you've basically publicly stated he's your third-string quarterback, you're not going to get that much value. Um, But at some point, and again, I do think that there is something to be said about a coach who can take over a franchise and lead them to the Super Bowl, lead them to -to back-to-back conference championship games. Um, When you look at Kyle Shanahan, And what he's done, and maybe you want to include uh, when he was the offensive coordinator with the Falcons, and they had that big lead, and they blew blew that. Um, Where do you kind of rank Kyle Shanahan? Because I think he is an amazing coach. He 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 can get you to the cusp. I mean, there's something to be said about a coach who consistently can get you to the conference championship game, get you to the Super Bowl. It's not that that's hard to do. It's also something if you can win the whole thing. I mean, how much does Kyle Shanahan have to, at some point, and he's got one of the best teams on paper, he has to win the whole thing to be considered a great coach?
3: Yeah, I, look, I I have my reservations about Kyle. I think he does a lot with less. Um, you know, he has a great roster. He, he has a really good game plan offensively and defensively. However, uh, I do think that, you know brock purdy's great and perhaps we have not seen his ceiling but i you're telling me like quarterbacks win championships i mean long gone are the days that and it would be great for the league if the niners could win a championship with brock purdy right like because i would show that you don't need a top 10 quarterback to win a super bowl but as of right now if you just look at the past champions and the, the people that the teams that have succeeded in the playoffs they've had an elite quarterback ever since peyton manning You know, uh, at the end of his career and Joe Flacco toward the end of his career where those defenses were just so good. And perhaps the Niners could do that, you know, but I just think at some point is going to need to win. I mean, because he's choked so many playoff games and, you know, that's just how it I mean. Look, we talk about the Cowboys, like and people are like, okay, they they haven't made an NFC championship. the, The hate is rightfully so. Right. You're like, why this team is talented. Why can't they get over the hump? I think we have to, have to start on that same conversation over Kyle, who realistically should have two Super Bowls or at least one at this point. And because of his questionable play calling in the second half of games and the way he's managed players and injuries, they have zero Super Bowls over the past few years. You know,
2: the the way that we look at Kyle Shanahan and rightfully so. I'm a huge fan of Kyle Shanahan, by the way. It reminds me so much of what happened to Andy Reid before Andy Reid yeah. eventually went on to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like now that Reid has, has you know, climbed that mountain, it's a completely different conversation of how we think of him historically. Um, but it just reminds me, it's, it's so similar to me. Andy Reid, you consistently see his teams getting to the conference championship game. Um, yeah, so... I, I I really see that similarity between the two. And I think they're both amazing, amazing head coaches.
1: This may seem like a ridiculous question, but I've, I've often thought about this because there is something to be said about success during the regular seasons and wins and losses and winning percentage and stuff like that. But however, in this current culture that we have, it's all about championship. It's all about the rings with 16 Z's as we you know, kind of sometimes joke about, um, you know, I, you know, and and we think about this when we talk about great players, you know, I mean, Hall of Fame players who've, who've played 20 years and put up amazing numbers, but they don't find a way to win that one title. I mean, how much... I think it's important quite frankly i'm not going to diminish someone else if they don't but just bring it in from a local perspective like the clippers for example they have over the past 10 years um they are i think one of the top five teams in the league winning percentage-wise and you know just consistently they they win they're in the postseason um that being said in franchise history, certainly over the last 10 years, only been a one conference finals, never made it to the finals. Certainly never won a championship. At some point that matters. So Armani buckets. I mean, how much value, how much weight do you put on championships?
2: Well, let me ask you, let me put it this way. If the Boston Celtics as we currently know them with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, if 10 years from now they got to three NBA finals, they you know, went to the Eastern Conference finals year in and year out, but they never end up winning. Is that considered a success or a failure? No,
1: it's it's a failure. But some of it also has to do, and I really truly believe this, where you, where you play. Look at what the Suns recently did. The Suns recently, and I think that they're, they're going to do it this season. They're retiring the jersey of Amari Stoudemire and Sean Marion. Now they should listen. I mean, I, this is this is not a knock on them. They've, that team never played in the finals even like that, that I think they, they made it to one or two conference finals, great regular seasons, really great, Um, you know, a, a time period there with Steve Nash. But when you talk about them, reti- like those numbers would never be retired with the Celtics. Those numbers would never be retired with the Lakers. So, w- so with, with what's happening with the Celtics now, where they made it to the finals, they've made it to multiple conference finals the majority of teams in the league would say this is a beautiful time period like the sacramento kings you know vlade mike baby paja like they view that as their camelot that their, their golden period that team never made it
2: to the finals so it really depends on where you play yeah i agree with that i also um woke up this morning the first thing i saw when i woke up on twitter was a, a similar debate about Paul Pierce's legacy versus ah. Jimmy Butler's legacy? So w- when you when you factor in, you know, Pierce has the one ring, Jimmy doesn't. It, it, but
1: here's the thing: there's so much hate on Paul Pierce. Some of it's like you know this dumb stripper video he shot at <laughs> IG. Uh, some of it's like I'll, I'll never forget that game one where he get, I mean he he got carted off on a wheelchair, and I'm like, okay, if he's done for the series, the Lakers are going to win it. And not only does he come. Back like that quarter he has like an amazing game but we have to really there was a time period and and the column that i wrote during that 2010 uh no this was 2008 um i said paul pierce is in the conversation for greatest players to come out of los angeles which when you talk about guys who grew up here um and at the end of the day, what Paul Pierce did, when you look at him historically with the Boston Celtics, one of the most storied franchises in basketball history, the big thing is he won a championship. So I, I'm, I'm really I, I love Jimmy Butler, but I, I think this is one of those when you look at what Paul Pierce did, uh, played 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 in two finals, won a championship, played in a ton of conference finals. I love Jimmy, but like I'm gonna have to side with the guy who won a championship.
3: Brandon, do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, uh, you can always, it's a slippery slope talking about all that stuff. Because, you know, the LeBron versus Jordan argument, like LeBron's been to more finals. There's longevity. Like, I feel like you could make an argument that Jimmy Butler's second career, he's had two careers in one, you know, and his second career is better than the first. Leading a Miami team that really had no business being in the finals twice, Twice. uh, this time without Tyler Hero. Um, and the fact of the matter is, even if they get Damian Lillard, it, it's it's becoming more and more realistic that Jimmy Butler might never win a championship. Like if I had to guess, like, I yeah. just think the teams in the West are so much better. So, uh, yes, but I do think Pierce gets disrespected. I, I did like him as a commentator. I thought he was entertaining. Isn't that what they're hiring for now? It doesn't yeah. matter if you know a thing or two. I mean, Colin Coward it was it was, a, it was a, a football writer. He was a guy who was a football Guy. And he literally said the Seahawks are going to have a tough time winning the AFC yesterday uh, on there. So, I mean, if they're looking for guys that are exciting, I can't believe, I, I still can't believe ESPN fired him over that dumb video because he was entertaining. I liked his takes. He was kind of crazy. I kind of liked it, you know, and now... Whatever. But I do think Pierce is ahead of Butler because of what he did in that Celtics championship run. And you
1: bring up a great point. I mean, it is so fascinating to look at the two sides of this Jimmy Butler career where at the beginning, who was he? I know the Clippers didn't trade for him because of you guys have to uh, um, help me out here. But like, like, the names that he was mentioned with, like, oh, like compared to. How many buckets we've talked about this? Like, who was he traded for, or what were the players the Clippers didn't want to trade for? Um, I'm trying to remember this, but I mean, you're talking about one of the best players in the league, and prior to this second act of his career, I mean, being brought up alongside guys who are, are clearly not there. And again, the reason that I wanted to try to remember this was that that is the chip that he keeps on his shoulder. You know, when he walked off the court following one of these games, it was like, you're picking this guy over me? Like, you're picking this guy over me? And it's amazing what that can do to a player where they feel disrespected to the point of saying, no, no, no. Like, you guys don't see this. You guys
2: don't believe me. But here I am. It was, so L.A. was reluctant to include Tobias Harris in the deal. The deal would have also included Danilo Gallinari, some combination of Patrick Beverly, Milos Teodosic, and others. (laughs) I mean, what are we talking about there, you know? (laughs) And and we remember what, you know, Minnesota eventually traded him for. It was like Jared Bayless, Robert Covington, and a first-round pick or something, which, you know, in hindsight is just ridiculous. And then Philadelphia chooses to pay Tobias Harris as well. So Tobias and Jimmy go way back, as you can see. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that's Um,
3: incredible. I mean, the the 76ers have made some abysmal decisions over the past, like, 10 years. I mean, they drafted Markell over Jason Tatum, which at the time kind of made sense. He's dominant at Washington. But the Macal Bridges thing, too, where they drafted him and immediately traded him when I thought he was a perfect fit right away. Like, just, and then obviously paying Tobias over Jimmy was ridiculous
1: um before we had to break i was at the sports book and uh this is not surprising but i'm, I'm trying to figure out like what i, I want to do with this caleb williams is the favorite to once again win win the heisman again we have not seen a two-time heisman winner in quite some time um it, Brandon, when you look at the other i mean the reason that i don't want to put anything on it is that like He's, it's generally speaking, and this is a media vote. You win the Heisman, not on stats. I mean, you know, the press gets a vote. I think the majority of the media would like someone else to win it, generally speaking. They don't want to, if it's a 50-50 shot, you know, if it's a close vote, I think that they want to give it to someone else. How do you see that play? I mean, I think Caleb would, would have to be the slam dunk, no debate, favorite to win it for him to to claim the uh, trophy
3: yeah exactly they're going to try to give it to somebody else whether it's you know michael Penix from washington you know bonix other guys in the pac 12 or it's someone who emerges from the sec or the big 10 i mean they'll try and give it to somebody else but i mean if caleb throws for you know four thousand plus yards again he's efficient and usc wins 11 12 games it's hard but i think that's a bet that if there's somebody that can do it twice in a row, it's Caleb Williams. Let me the give USC
1: me, offense. Let me give you the odds real quick here at Circus Sports. So Caleb Williams, fifteen uh, to four. Jaden Daniels, ten to one. Quinn uh, is fourteen to one. JJ McCarthy, sixteen one. Bo Nix, sixteen to one. Sam Hartman, sixteen to one. Drake May. So you know a, a lot of sixteen one. So yeah, listen. I mean, I. For Caleb to win, it's going to have to be one of those no dispute. And we've, we've had those. We've had those landslide blowout wins for certain players where there's, there's there's you know, no question about it. Um, will Caleb put a season like that together? I think he could. It was interesting, and maybe we'll, we'll touch on this in the next segment, him basically saying, well, I, I don't know if I'm going to be in the draft. I mean, he's for sure going to be in the draft, but, you know, smart of him to kind of hold his card just in case a, a team – has the number one pick that he doesn't want to go to, but there's, there's, there's no the one difference now though, guys, is that you're able to become a millionaire playing in college. This this is not like before where it's like, of course he's going to go chase after the money. I mean, yeah, he's probably making a ton of money and I, I know he's flying on a private jet. I, I know he did when he went to the Heisman. So it's a, it's a different time. All right. Let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by the Sporting Tribune's Fernando Ramirez, who's getting ready for the start of the National Football League season. And uh, we'll talk to him about the Chargers and the Padres when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
0: We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
1: Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5.bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder... You have a question or comment i just want to win tickets for an upcoming game in southern california las vegas or hawaii car hotline 310 uh, 340 let's head out to the circus sports guest highlight, and we're actually here at circus sports today uh we're going to talk some more about it in a little bit but um by the way you guys you gotta find a way to be involved in this uh 14 million in guaranteed prizes uh I mean, fourteen million dollars. I mean, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Fernando, let's go to uh, the Circus Sports Guest Hotline, and joining us right now, the Sporting Tribunes, Fernando Ramirez. Fernando, how are you?
4: arash thank you for having me on. Uh, excited, yeah. I bet Circus is a lot of fun out there. I mean, beautiful women, the pools, the TVs. <laughs> how couldn't you love all that stuff? And again. As well, actually, much? you can't, because you're you're engaged and everything. <laughs> I'm engaged, so not you. Not but me. I'm saying uh, a single guy like me, yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. And not only that, and I and I don't want to maybe say the full name, although we uh we have talked about it. Uncle Joe. We we got to see our Uncle Joe last night at the bar. Uh, he's having a good time <laughs> at Circa as well. For then, I, I just a kind of a random question. So, I actually had tickets. Speaking of the uh, tickets, if you guys, you know, want to get tickets to an upcoming game, um, went to the Chargers game, and I'm telling my fiance, I was like, "There's no way that this game is going to happen." You have the, the governor telling people to stay home. You have the mayor telling people to stay home. They canceled every other professional sports event on uh, Sunday. A, were you surprised <laughs> that they had the game? Like, what, what, what? It's a preseason game, but. You know, the National yeah. Football League is not going to cancel
4: any games, probably. Did you and Uncle Joe come up with a tag team name or no? Like <laughs> We you, didn't. You, I mean, you guys... <laughs> we talked a lot about wrestling, but we did not come up with a tag team name. Uh, no, I, I, I was a little bit surprised, but then I thought it's the NFL. Uh, and I said this somewhere else, but I'm like... Beyonce was wrong when she's like who rule the world girls. No, it's money money <laughs> moves everything yeah. And that's what it was. It was money I, I know that there weren't that many fans in the stadium, but it's all about the money and and uh, they're gonna say it's enclosed when actually we had a Rain delay two years ago exactly. uh, At SoFi Stadium, so they're gonna say it was uh, that there was no harm all that But to have the employees there and everybody there like that was kind of it was a preseason game I mean I mean, you could have moved it. I know all the Saints beat writers yeah. were like, why is this game going on? Why is this happening? Chargers beat writers are like, eh, it's L.A. There's a little <laughs> bit of weather. We get it. But, like, the Saints beat writers were up in arms about why that game was being played. And as you know, Fernando, it's not really enclosed. I mean, people don't understand. Like, they, yeah. put, they put a little bit of a covering
1: over it. But if you're sitting yeah. in the stands, you feel the rain, you feel the wind. It's a beautiful facility, obviously, in with, with yeah. uh, regards to rain. We don't get a ton of it here. Uh, Before we focus on the uh, Chargers, just um, kind of quick thoughts, I guess, on the Padres and where they're at and where Uh they're going.
4: (laughs) Uh, Right. As of right now, they're going home. Uh, (laughs) They're going to be staying home. Um, But, I mean, it's this... I don't know what's up with them, but they can't sweep almost anybody. I think the last time they swept somebody was the Angels uh, back on 4th of July weekend, <laughs> and they just can't seem to sweep anybody. They have one really good game where they can score 10 runs, Tatis homer, Soto a homer, and then the next game they'll lay a goose egg like they did on... Uh, I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday, they didn't score any runs. And Wednesday, they win. They took two out of three from the Marlins. It's like whenever they have to play top-tier talent, they play uh, – it's it's kind of like the Chargers. I mean, that's why they were kind of 1A and 1B when they were in San Diego uh, together because the Chargers used to beat teams that they could ne- – that would beat teams that they couldn't – that they shouldn't have any business beating, and yeah. they would lose to the teams that they, uh, that they sh- shouldn't lose to. I mean, they've lost to the Nationals. They've lost to the Pirates. They're going to kick themselves – um they're going to kick themselves when the season's over and they turn around and go well what happened and unfortunately it seems like right now the scapegoat is going to be bob melvin when i think it should be more on the players i mean manny machado Tatis jr juan soto they've all said it's on us we're the ones that aren't performing but you know the scapegoat is going to end up being uh, bob melvin and they'll probably end up firing him uh once the season's over Fernando, last season, going into the season, all the
2: talk was about the AFC West, the juggernaut of a division. Obviously, you know, things did not turn out as uh, I guess we all expected. But this season, a different looking division. You have Sean Payton, you have Jimmy G. What are your expectations for the AFC West this year?
4: Uh, I think it's a two horse race still. Uh, I think it is going to be Chargers and Chiefs. Uh, the Chris Jones thing is so interesting with the Chiefs. He's talking about on Twitter that he's not gonna, he's not gonna show up until week eight, and he'll take the fines, which I'm sure he's, uh, he's entitled to. Somebody asked him, "You're gonna leave a lot of money on the table with all those fines?" He's like, "I got a lot of money, so I mean, there's not a lot of like." He has the money, so he doesn't care. He wants to make that Aaron Donald money, and that's the thing. I think the Chiefs. I think it's starting to catch up to the Chiefs. Everybody's like, "Hey, they're playing. Uh, they're playing around with all these contracts, and look, it hasn't affected them. Well, now it's starting to take into effect. Hey, And guess what? Chris Jones gets his money." Travis Kelsey's next, and as soon as Joe Burrow signs his extension, I I would be willing to bet anything that Patrick Mahomes is next in restructuring because I think right now he's the ninth best paid quarterback in the NFL. That's going to change once Joe Burrow gets paid and they kind of reset the market. But um, when I look at the Broncos, they've lost Tim. I don't think in – I've been around this team since 2013. I don't think I've ever seen Tim Patrick play, maybe once. Mm -hmm. But he always ends up getting hurt, and it sucks. Uh, Jerry, Judy just went down with a hamstring, and it sounds like he'll be out a couple of weeks. So that's not good. And uh, you have Team 3 back there who I think I said somewhere else. I think he's going to end up being benched halfway through the year. I don't believe in Russell Wilson, to be honest. I think the version that you saw last year is just his body – diminishing, and uh, all the all that, all that punishment he's taken, starting to catch up to him. It's not easy anymore. And I really want to see what kind of a coach Sean Payton is. He was in one system with one quarterback for numerous years, and he had a lot of su- success. Now go to another franchise. Now try and do that with another franchise, with another quarterback. I don't know if he can do it, so I'm really paying attention to that. And the Raiders, I don't trust Josh, Josh McDaniels at all. I don't trust him at all. You've seen what he did in Denver. You've seen what he's done here so far. Um, I've heard that the toxic, the locker room was toxic last season. Uh, I know Derek Carr and Darren Waller are now gone, but uh, who's going to be the leader? Who's going to step up? I know Max Crosby's a leader. I, I'm not worried about their defensive line. I'm worried about the rest, the secondary, the linebackers, Um how long until Devontae Adams requests a trade? Look at the Jets. The Jets have, are clearing cap space, and people are like, why are they clearing cap space? Bro, part of me thinks that they're doing it just in case – if the Raiders start off 1-5, and five, just like the, the reports came out that if the Rams start off slow – Aaron Donald could be uh, leaving. I think the same thing could happen with uh, what Devontae Adams. So, in my opinion, I think it's a two-horse race, but I- I'm sure the Broncos and uh, and the Raiders will try and cause a mess and-, and disrupt the Chargers and Chiefs a little bit. But I still think it's a two-horse race, uh, if I'm being completely honest.
3: Yeah, and Fernando, I wanted to ask you just a side about yeah, when you do your fantasy football drafts, because <laughs> hold on, and this is this makes sense because a lot of people drafted Jerry Judy. Speaking of him, yeah, uh, and started drafting a couple weeks ago or last week, and all of a sudden he gets hurt and this is what i say to everybody that follows my page on tiktok like don't draft until september 3rd you know don't draft until september you know right after the preseason because the 53 man rosters is, yeah exactly so when you plan on on doing your fantasy draft are you you're with the post preseason i mean you're smart obviously yeah, so yeah, you're with yeah, the yeah, preseason people
4: mine is not not this Saturday, but the next Saturday—that's when my fantasy dropped. I wait until the fifty-three man rosters, and yeah. then obviously all the training camp injuries, and then that's when I—that's uh, when we usually plan for uh, our league to go. Because I'm not gonna get caught up in oh yeah, like you said, Jerry Judy got hurt. Hey, and Jerry Judy's a Jerry Judy's a baller. I've liked him ever since he came out of. Uh, Alabama, I think he's really good. The only thing is he can't stay healthy either. So, uh, But I, I, I'm one of those guys that I wait until the very end, until the week of, the first week of the NFL, then let the nominals f- fall where they may. But uh, I like waiting.
1: Fernando, you know, there's sure. been a, a lot of talk about the other uh, team in Los Angeles with the Rams. Uh, I've, I've never seen a team that could go one of two ways. Uh, Circus Sports has them at like eight and a half, I think, win total. Um, if they stay healthy, could kind of surprise some people. However, you know, if a couple of guys go down, if Matt Stafford goes down, you know, obviously if Cooper Cup goes down, um, some of their fan base is saying, "Hey, for the for the first time in forever, for the first time since they drafted Jared Goff, they have their first round pick." Sean McVay is not going to tank, but I, I think there's some fans that are saying, "Man, I mean, if Caleb Williams is is available and we have the, the chance to, to draft the next franchise quarterback." that's a long-winded way of asking how do you think the rams
4: will do this season uh the my problem is i i'm exactly with what you said they could go one of two ways the nfc isn't as strong as the afc obviously they don't have as many names so i think matthew stafford is one of the top quarterbacks in the nfc but it, like you said the question is can they stay healthy and i just i don't think matthew stafford i think this is matthew stafford moving forward he's gonna have uh he's gonna have to play with those uh injuries and it's gonna be pain tolerance for him and then cooper cup I'm not saying that this is starting to kind of, but ever since that Super Bowl year, it's kind of been up and down with him with the injuries and stuff. So, um, but I'll say there'll be a middle middle of the pack kind of team, like right around 7 and 10, something around there. I think, I think that's kind of where they'll be, but I wouldn't be surprised if they... I just don't think you can out Arizona Cardinals the Cardinals because <laughs> the Cardinals look at they're trading guys like they're trading some players away and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if they try and trade Buda Baker away or or try and trade other guys away but I think Arizona's going to try and go for the two for one and go Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, to set themselves up now. What do they do with Kyler? Kyler Murray's owed a lot of money next year, Man. but after twenty twenty four, they can uh they can let him go and and uh, they don't pay as much. But um, but I ju- I just think if the Rams can stay healthy, I think they'll be pretty good. They'll be good, but I just don't see. I I need to see it before I can believe it. So I I don't I I say they're a middle of the pack team right now, but um I don't think they're the worst team in the NFC West. I think that belongs yeah. to the Cardinals.
1: Yeah. I, I would agree with you there. We, we had talked about this in the first segment. The story or the, the player that I'm most kind of interested in, just because of what they uh, traded to get him, Trey Lance. Uh, San Francisco effectively saying, you know, get no surprise that Brock Purdy is a starter. Sam Darnold, as much as I like him, Trojan, uh, to get that number two spot. So now you got Trey Lance, who's the third-string quarterback. I mean, if you're San Francisco, and again, you can't, Trade him now when his value is yeah. zero and we saw how their quarterbacks got hurt um what does the future hold for trail hands
4: um well i, I think i saw somewhere that the minnesota vikings are like the number one team to land them right now Brand, I don't think Brandon's gonna like what I say, <laughs> but uh I I I truly I don't know I don't know if I can trust Brock Purdy just because I haven't I only saw it for eight games. I need to see more from him. But I think that this is all a plot for a Kirk Cousins Kyle Shanahan reunion next <laughs> year with the 49ers. That's kind of the way it kind of sounds like it's been going. And uh but I, I've heard that Kyle Shanahan has hard eyes when it comes to Sam Darnold, that he liked him coming out of the draft. That he thinks he's a great player. Now he's his number two. Um, I don't know if uh I don't know if Kyle thinks that, hey, if if Brock goes down, I that that's saying a lot. If he thinks, hey, if if Brock goes down, Sam is my guy, like not even Trey Lance, who they drafted. That just goes to show you that it was John Lynch who wanted Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan wanted maybe Mac Jones, and they decided to go with Trey Lance, but yeah, you're right. And Isaiah Simmons, a linebacker from the Cardinals, he was a seventh overall or eight overall pick, and he just got traded for a seventh rounder. So wow. <laughs> I don't know what uh, I don't know what the value is going to be for for Trey Lance, but uh, I wonder if Minnesota would take him as like a hey, we'll sit with him one year, we'll wait to see what happens with Kirk, and then if anything, we can throw him in there. Hey, we have Jordan Addison, and we have Justin Jefferson. Uh, it's one of the best combos in the NFL. Maybe Trey can do something with that, but um, I, I just don't know the future looks bleak for Trey, especially having only played 14 college games. I mean, yeah. he, he has a lot of work to do if he's going to say, but that's why I've been pushing for a developmental league in the NFL for a guy like Trey Lance to be able to go down there in the XFL or whatever, work out, train, and then maybe come up after. I think the NFL is missing uh, a developmental league. The NBA has it. Soccer has it. Um, I think the NFL should be next, but obviously, uh they don't care about development. They just care about making money and the star power.
3: Yeah, and Fernando, I wanted to add because the first article I ever wrote on my sub stack was before that draft um, when the Niners traded up for the third overall pick. And I said the Niners will win a Super Bowl or multiple Super Bowls if they draft Justin Fields with that third overall pick. And I, I really wanted them to, and they didn't do it. Uh, and I think now they're seeing. You know, what Justin Fields is doing with... I mean, imagine what he could do in that Niners offense, what he's doing with I the mean, Bears. come on. Like, he's only won
4: five games in two years. I mean, I would have relaxed with the Justin Fields... The day. talent. <laughs> I still... I stand by
3: it. I think the Niners would be... Well, that, look, they might need a new coach because Kyle hates dual-threat
4: quarterbacks. He hates
3: them. I mean, yeah. Trey Lance should have yeah. been good. I mean, if he had a coach that was, you know, but able to... that shows to you the
4: rift team between team. the GM and the head coach when it comes to, to that move. Mac Jones would have done beautifully in this offense i think i think he's kind of struggling in new england because of the lack of weapons well here you have debo you have iug you have kittle i think uh, i think he'd be doing great uh with the 49ers
3: yeah but why again they made a mistake trading all those first round picks to move up to three exactly. when they could have gotten lance or jones at their original pick yeah. of 10 11 right so it made zero sense and luckily they got brock
4: purdy who i think could play
3: but like can he win the dolphins Bowl, have turned that like, into
4: tyree kill Bradley Chubb and Jaylen I think Waddle. it was Jalen Waddle. Jeez, yeah.
3: But again, uh, my question remains with the 49ers, arguably the yeah. best roster in the league. But can Brock Purdy go up against Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, you know, or Patrick Mahomes, and win you a Super Bowl? I don't think he can. You know, or yeah. NFC Championship or a Super? Bowl? I don't think he can. Just personally, and that's where I think you know, it, perhaps they should have started Trey Lance to start this year to get him some reps. Even though they have a Super Bowl ready
4: team, like, even though he hasn't been good, like, get the man some reps. I, I, I don't know, but like you've seen what he's done against a third team offense. Like he just doesn't look good. And wait, before you even say that, you need to get a certain guy back in the building before you can say a Super Bowl ready roster because there's a certain pass rusher. Oh, they missing need from Bosa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, can you imagine if you would have gotten Micah Parsons oh my God. in that draft and he would have been next to Bosa? Like that'd be unfair. But, uh, well, and the but previous I, draft. They got Javon Kinlaw instead of C.D. Lamb. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> and Kinlaw <laughs> but, can't even uh, play in the NFL. Yeah, no, it's bad. But going going back to what you're saying, I, I'm I'm with you, and I know I get I've gotten called out before by 49er fans because I say I don't trust Brock Purdy, but I only saw him for eight games. Like, can now that teams have film on him, now that it's been a whole offseason, season, fan, if our teams are going to see what he can do, what his mistakes are. And uh, and what his weaknesses are, and they're going to exploit it. So I'm interested to see if he can keep that up. I mean, they have a good offensive line with Trent Williams. They have playmakers at every position. But can Brock Purdy win you that game? I just don't think he's that kind of quarterback. I think he's a quarterback that will limit the mistakes, and he won't lose you football games, but he's not going to win them also.
2: Fernando, final two minutes here. I wanted to ask you about the team in the NFC with the third-best odds um, the Dallas Cowboys, Arash Markov. Oh, there you go. I, I wanted to see if you are, you know, buying into the Cowboys. no. Uh, there you go. No. And, and why is this that is coming? a
4: welcome to your yearly mm-hmm. tradition of this is the Cowboys year. It's a tradition unlike any other. Uh, I just, I'm not a big Dak Prescott guy. Um, they lost Kellen Moore. I think that's going to be a bigger hit than what fans are admitting and people are admitting. Uh, I think their defense is nice. They have two great corners in Travon Diggs and uh, Stephon Gilmore, but I, you need more than just Micah Parsons uh, rushing the passer. They're going to need more because soon they're going to start double teaming him, which, I mean, sometimes might not even work. But uh, but I just – they need to revamp that offensive line, and then uh, one of their pass rushers just got busted for – something I, I i just saw jerry jones's quote and i was like, he's like well at least he was going at less speed than he was last time he got busted i'm like dude what are you doing so uh but i i uh i i'm not a big cowboy but bull- i'm sure they'll make the playoffs but i super bowl no nfc championship no divisional sure but i just don't think they go past the divisional. I i just don't think their team is built like that
1: all right, so I, I told the crew this, and they they thought that, that I would be heartbroken. So when I went up to San Francisco for the divisional round game, classic rivalry, Cowboys and 49ers, I said, guys, I'm going up with no expectation that this team is going to win. They've broken <coughs> my heart. So many times, I was just thankful that I had that time period in my younger days where they won in 92, 93, and then again in 95. Uh, it is amazing to me that they have not made it back to at least the conference championship game. There's so many garbage teams that have been in the conference championship game. We haven't, I can the- tell you why. <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: well, we yeah, have why real quick. Jerry- well, because J- Jerry Johnson built those teams, it yeah, was right, Jimmy uh... Johnson. It was, it was Jimmy Johnson, yeah. and Barry Switzer was able to do well with them. Yeah. But Jerry Jones wanted all the credit, so he fired uh, He fired him. It was just sad. But, Jerry, get out of your own way. Just I let agree. people hire a GM and let them get out of the way and let other people do it. No doubt about it. All right, you're
1: the best, Fernando. We'll have you back on next week. Finally, guys, this is the last weekend of the preseason. The real stuff starts after that, so looking forward to that. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again next week. Until then. This is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy.
0: This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.